Today on the newscast, an Iranian plot to assassinate an Israeli businessman broken up in Turkey. Plus, Russia calls on Israel to stop airstrikes in Syria. Is conflict coming? Find out next. Folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast. It is a very big day for the Iranian regime. The regime today, February 11th, is marking the 43rd anniversary of the Iranian Revolution of 1979, which brought the Ayatollahs to power. Now, chants of death to America and death to Israel are resounding throughout the streets of Tehran today as the regime holds a major parade not as large as in previous years due to COVID, but nevertheless, American-Israeli flags surely being burnt in the streets and leading regime figures leading chants of death to America, death to Israel, the great Satan and the little Satan in the ideology of the Iranian regime. Of course, the event was highlighted or lowlighted, depending on your perspective, uh, by a speech from the Iranian president, also known as the Butcher of Tehran, Ibrahim Raisi. Now, in this speech today, Raisi said that he has no faith, no confidence in negotiations in Vienna, the nuclear negotiations which are ongoing, which is a very interesting tack for him to take, considering, as we detailed on yesterday's newscast, Iran is about to really attain a diplomatic and economic coup, a major victory in Vienna, in those nuclear negotiations with world powers, including indirectly at least the United States. Folks, we may be on the cusp of a brand new Iran nuclear deal. Fasten your seatbelts. I'm awaiting the announcement in the coming days, perhaps in the coming weeks, that some kind of new deal, which is very favorable to Raisi and the Iranian regime, needless to say, some new deal going into effect. We're watching that very closely. Congress here in the United States, where I'm coming to you from, will have something to say about that before the day is done. But nevertheless, momentum is building towards a brand new Iranian nuclear deal. And as all of this is moving today, I guess another way Iran was going to celebrate was to carry out an assassination of an Israeli businessman. Details are emerging today, breaking news out of Turkey, that an Iranian-run hit squad of nine men plotted to assassinate an Israeli-Turkish businessman named Yair Geller on Turkish soil. Now, Geller lives in Istanbul. He is involved in the aerospace industry. It has his own engineering company. According to reports out of Turkey, This hit squad, which was comprised of Turkish and Iranian citizens, uh, followed Geller to his home, to his place of business, and were reportedly plotting to assassinate him. Now, thankfully, this plot was broken up. It was run by an intelligence officer in Iran, but it was broken up by Turkish authorities. And the Israeli Mossad, the Israeli spy service, was able to take Geller and place him in a safe house. Now, they said, hey, do you want to come back to Israel? He said he wants to stay in Istanbul, but Geller himself confirmed the plot and said, I know they want to kill me, this Israeli-Turkish businessman living in Istanbul. Now, reportedly, now eight, eight of these nine were arrested, again, by Turkish authorities. Again, the ringleader, the ninth man in Iran. But reportedly, the plot was centered around revenge, 
for the death of Mohsen Fakhrizadeh, the father of Iran's nuclear weapons program, who was uh, eliminated by the Mossad back in November 2020 in Iran, most likely the Mossad in Iran. And Iran has been looking for revenge ever since. And this plot against a joint Israeli-Turkish businessman was going to be part of their revenge aims for Mohsen Fakhrizadeh, who was a very dangerous man. Now, this is not the first plot by Iran against Israeli interest overseas, including against Israeli businessmen. We saw a similar plot back in November in Cyprus that we reported here on the newscast as well, where Israeli business people were targeted by the Iranian regime there as well. We've said this many times on the newscast. Iran clearly hell-bent on revenge over Fakhrizadeh's death. He was such a pivotal figure in the regime, much like uh, Qasem Soleimani, who the United States eliminated back in January 2020. Two irreplaceable figures in Iran's hierarchy, and that's why you see Iran's leaders obsessed with getting revenge for Soleimani and Fakhrizadeh. Now, another interesting wrinkle here, according to reports out of the Middle East, another reason for this plot on Turkish soil was that Relations between Turkey and Israel may be warming slightly. We see plans by the Israeli President Isaac Herzog to travel to Ankara, apparently, or Istanbul, and meet with Turkish President Erdogan, and Erdogan kind of making overtures in recent weeks about maybe warming relations once again with Israel. Remember, before Erdogan came to power, Israel and Turkey had a great relationship, but Erdogan is viciously anti-Israel, folks. We've detailed it here on the newscast. He is a radical Islamist in the Muslim Brotherhood mold, and he has taken Turkey in a dangerous direction. Now, the Turkish economy is having massive struggles, and all of a sudden, Erdogan is reaching out to Israel once again. We'll continue to keep a close eye on that for you as well. Erdogan, in my view, is a very dangerous man who... Israel should not trust, but it looks like there will be maybe a warming of ties. Stay tuned. Hey, one more important report before we go. I wanted to give you an update on before we move into the weekend. And this was largely overlooked in the mainstream media. Surprise, surprise. Russia is now calling for Israel to halt airstrikes in Syria. Again, this is another issue we've been monitoring very closely here on the newscast. I want to read this just straight off my phone, the direct quotes from the horse's mouth here. Uh, the Jerusalem Post reports that a Russian foreign ministry spokeswoman, Maria Zakharova, expressed, quote, deep concern about Israeli strikes in Syria. She says Israel should stop. We are insistently calling upon the Israeli side to refrain from such use of force. And she said that what Israel is doing in Syria, striking Iran and Hezbollah, weapons shipments, is, quote, a crude violation of Syria's sovereignty and may trigger a sharp escalation of tensions. She said it also poses a serious risk to international passenger flights. And lastly, Russia, according to this top foreign ministry spokesperson, quote, systematically and resolutely opposes attempts to turn Syria into a scene of armed confrontation between third countries. If that is the case, then why is Russia aligned with Iran and Hezbollah inside Syria? They are the two actors who are turning Syria now more than ever into a battleground as Iran looks to 
permanently entrench itself in Syria at Israel's northern doorstep. But folks, to say these comments from a top Russian foreign ministry spokesperson are alarming is an understatement. Look, a few weeks ago, we reported here in the newscast that Russian and Syrian fighter jets conducted a joint patrol throughout Syria's borders, including over the Golan Heights. And I've been waiting for that other shoe to drop, so to speak, where, look, how long is Russia going to stay silent, in effect, as Israel strikes Iran and Hezbollah in Syria? Number one, those two entities are aligned with Russia in Syria. And secondly, this is happening right under Russia's noses. Look, Russia has a strong military presence in Syria. They're none too pleased about these Israeli strikes, but Prime Minister Netanyahu and now Israeli Prime Minister Naftali Bennett have seemed to reach some sort of understanding with Russian President Vladimir Putin. But it looks like that time may be running out, this agreement that has been agreed upon uh, in private between Russian and Israeli leaders. And Russia seems to be growing increasingly impatient with these Israeli strikes in Syria. That's a pretty strong statement there from the foreign ministry spokesperson calling what Israel is doing a crude violation. Wow. And what Israel is doing is taking out weapons shipments, in particular those precision-guided missile parts that Iran is attempting to transit through Syria into the hands of Hezbollah in southern Lebanon, which would then be used against Israel. So Israel is taking out preemptively a major, major threat to Israel's security in Syria. But how much longer will Israel have to operate freely inside Syria? Because it looks like Russia increasingly has something to say about that. And there could, of course, be prophetic implications there. As we've discussed many times here in the newscast, I'm thinking Ezekiel, the book of Ezekiel, chapters 38 and 39. A lot going on. As you can see in the world's most pivotal, strategic, chaotic region, the Middle East, the Middle East never sleeps. And here in the Watchman Newscast, we want to let you know why this matters to you, no matter where you live. So keep this all in your prayers. Remember, no matter what happens here, God Almighty still sits on the throne. He is in control. Thanks so much for joining us here today on the Watchman Newscast. Have a great weekend. If anything breaks over the weekend, we will be coming here to you. But in the meantime, God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.